Welcome to Sexcapades with Annie and Mr. A. We are a monogamous heterosexual couple living in the Midwest. We are not sex professionals, but we do enjoy an active and adventurous sex life, and we want to share our sex positivity with you. All right, guys, we're going to talk about aftercare. Hi, guys. Um, you know, we talk about playing, well, basically every episode. <laughs> so, um, and we talk about Dom Sub stuff regularly. And so it, it occurred to me, and this, it sort of occurred to me as we were doing a, a different episode mm-hmm. that is going to go behind a paywall later because it's a little spicier than these, um, that aftercare is important. And uh, so we had a little discussion on that episode, and I thought this is something that is important enough that we ought to share um, with everybody, whether they pay for it or not. So uh, t- so tonight we're going to talk about aftercare. Yeah, and we don't mean like wound dressing aftercare. Yeah. Or been in the sun too long aftercare. What do you... <laughs> <laughs> no aloe necessary. Um, most of the time, in, in my experience... Um, when I've talked to people about aftercare or have read about it, <clears throat> it's usually in the context of um, some pretty hard BDSM stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if there's a, uh, you know, a lot of impact play or, you know, there might actually be, excuse me, there might actually be a, a wound that needs to be dressed. If you do blood play, if you, you that's know, not us. That is not us. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's right, the right. context that's in which yeah. I usually hear it. Right. But that isn't us. But we still need aftercare. Um, it's still really important, even though we're not doing any of those like physically um, hurtful um, things. So in our context, when when I talk about aftercare, when we do aftercare. Um, it's usually an emotional, um, which I think is important in the the other stuff as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. That is critical if you're doing impact play and and blood play and all this stuff. The emotional part is still important. But that's really the the focus of what I I do or try to do. I'm not always real successful um, or as successful as I'd like to be. Um, So to put it in context... For us, uh, who, who, you know, where the, the physicality isn't the issue, you know, I, as a, as a dom, I ask Annie to push her boundaries more often than she would like, um, in, because that's the nature of, of a submissive relationship. She's, she's doing things that she doesn't want to do. Because otherwise, it's not submission. It's just doing what you would already want to do. <laughs> right. Um, so what makes it submission is that I, 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 uh, I require her to do things that are outside her comfort zone, that are challenging for her, that may be difficult for her, um, and. And she she's she's an incredible incredible sport about it. Um, she she uh, we we you know we 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 have our our hard boundaries, 
And we've usually negotiated, like, I understand that this is going to push. Um, and she said, okay, I'm, I'm willing to push in this regard. So when that happens, though, <clears throat> afterward, and, and it, it may be that night, it may be the next day, she needs some TLC. Well, I, th- I think that, so we've been at this for about 10 years, give or take, and um, in terms of experience and where we are in our relationship with this, but, um, and we are not in any way trained with psychiatry or psychology, but I think this really delves into, into psyche. I mean, um, and so we are very non-professionals when it comes to this. So this is just us discussing our personal experiences with this, but, um, our, our relationship and our dom sub relationship has both evolved, you know, throughout this time. And so also I think it's, it's like needs to be noted that we are a married monogamous couple who has chosen to play in a dom sub relationship during our play sessions. So we don't have our everyday life to be that like Mr. A does not tell me what to do or <laughs> how to dress on my day to day or where to go or whatever, you know, we have, I can tell you how that would go if I did. <laughs> we are very independent to independent professionals, um, with strong minds that do, you know, we each have our own lives. And, um, so this is definitely part of our sex play. And it's not the only part of our sex play. This is a part of our sex play, but, um, we we went at this kind of i guess with eyes wide open or wide shut i don't know like <laughs> which which angle to look at that but we you know we didn't know a lot about it so we were we were we were going in messy with trying to just decide like this sounds like fun or we might try this or that um and so there was a lot of like in the beginning i'd say the first couple of years there were there were a lot of moments of i i would feel sometimes resentful or I would feel not respected. Um, and you have to like, Miss Ray was great with trying to understand the psychology behind, because it was never his intention. Like he was never not respecting me, for example, but the feeling but the, but the idea that I felt not respected the next day indicated to him that he needed to do something more to make sure that psychologically I wasn't, all of a sudden devaluing myself or thinking he devaluated me because we played like that. So uh, if you're going to enter into that kind of a, a relationship, you have to first make sure there's there, you have those, those boundaries set where this is our day-to-day life. And then this is our play life, but also um, that you make sure that that partner understands for always, or for me, it's important that I, feel valued. Um, so if I'm going to allow him to degrade me in some way, if the next day he's not attentive or I don't hear this confirmation that we are equals. Yeah. It's like this, my psyche starts, you know, doing a number of like, Oh wait, is he respecting me? Like you can very quickly start questioning, like what is our dynamic? What's happening? Um, so we had to, I don't know. It was trial and error, hit and miss, um, fail and succeed. <laughs> there was a lot of error. <laughs> uh, I mean, we kept at it because we, I think we both, we both got enough out of it to, to keep back going back. 
And so it wasn't like he was trying to talk me into doing this. I mean, I was always game, but we definitely had, there were some um, disagreements and some hurt feelings uh, at the beginning of those first few years of trying to navigate what does this look like and are we going to keep doing this and how do we make this work? But because also the the parts that we both gained were were strong enough, I think, that we both wanted to to keep getting better at it. So we're, 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 we are 10 years in kind of giving our experiences as to what we feel now in retrospect should be done from the beginning. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're 10 years in, but we've only been really, really experimenting with like dumb sub kink stuff for like half that time ish. Um, True. So like we were, (laughs) the first for the first five years, we were definitely building toward it. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say we were doing many, many things, yeah. little things. But it was, but it was never explicit. Play. It was right. like, hey, oh, yeah. how about this? We didn't hey, how about anything. that? Right. You know. Um, but even then, that's where a lot of like the like, yeah, how dare you? Whatever, <laughs> right. or, you know. What do you think I am? Yeah, mistakes, mistakes were made. <laughs> uh, Butt plugs were thrown. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we never recovered one butt plug. Uh, it, it got, it got chucked at me and, and it <laughs> vanished. I don't know. It's in a mouse hole somewhere. In a, in a I don't house. know. They may um, come across a treasure. <laughs> but, but it's important. And, and, you know, all that trial and error was helpful because, you know, you learn from that. And, you know, what I learned, um, what I learned was that, and he needed these things on a day-to-day basis. Annie is very stoic. <laughs> she is not, and she's not a um, feelings on my sleeve. That's true. Kind of person. So it can be really hard to read when she needs something. Didn't cry during Endgame. Yeah, I mean, Last of Us season or ep- what was that? Episode three. Yeah, no tears, no <laughs> tears from this one. <laughs> Sad but true. But th- so that's what I'm dealing with. Okay, um, you got someone who who really j- she just doesn't I'm not show. Emotional. She she's not in. She is not a shower of her emotions. And I'm confident. Right. Yeah. Totally. So, um, what I've what I've had to what I've learned and what I've had to intuit is I can't trust her stoicism yeah. on, uh, you know, later that night or the next day or the next week after a hard boundary pushing play session. What, what I need to do and what, what I'm pretty good at, although I'm still not batting a thousand, um, is, is, is b- t- being, a little bit more tender, um, making sure that I, that she knows that she's valued and important and that, um, well, and we definitely had like a come to Jesus. I'm using quotation marks come to Jesus moment. Did, did you see the air quotes? <laughs> the air quotes. <laughs> come to Jesus air quotes moment. Um, where we, I mean, we had like an epiphany. We had this, I can't remember it. Did you remember? We talked about this one time where, Oh yeah. Like, you you know you need me to yes it would be helpful if i there's still an email 
that I sent, but I still have the draft of it <laughs> because we, you know we 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 had a uh, you know it was not it was not one of our finer uh, moments in communication. Um, because she was hurt, she was she was feeling hurt, and she was she was feeling devalued. She was feeling disrespected, and you know, I didn't have a clue. Like we got done doing whatever it was that we'd done, and I was like, "Man, that was amazing." <laughs> anyway, so like, <laughs> like I'm never playing again. This is this Fuck is awesome. This. Uh, yeah. So what are we going to do this weekend? And she was like, <laughs> are you kidding? Um, you know, of course, if she, she, she'd actually responded, are you kidding? Um, <laughs> then I, I might have been clued in. But, uh, you know, so she just kind of sat there for yeah. a little bit until she verbalized that, hey, this, this is how I'm feeling after we, after we played this way. And, you know, you, you, you could have, you had to pick my jaw up off the floor. I was like, <laughs> wait, what? Like you were fine. Like, yeah. um, I, I thought you enjoyed it. Uh, oh yeah, I did enjoy it. Okay, great. So like, what's the problem? It's <laughs> like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I enjoyed it, but this is how I'm feeling the next day. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like any, anything it, else. It when messes you're... with you psychologically. And yeah. it really does because you're, you're playing in a role that's not you, but yet you're, playing out these, I don't I want to say sexual fantasies, but, you know, you've put yourself into these situations that you're challenging yourself for because you, you enjoy that, that part of it. But, but at the same time, you have to be able to separate those. And so, and when your partner is the same person that, you know what I mean? Like it's all wrapped into one. So it's really, for me, like there, there needs to be, I need reassurance and I need that that extra like caress or pat that like I am I am as valued as I was the day before like the person that just got pissed on is still a person that is you know the the respect is still there I mean and that that does like when you're especially when you're doing degradation play <laughs> yeah you know yeah I and 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 so and so that took us a little bit to hash out. And what I what I learned from it, hopefully, uh, at least at least what I've learned intellectually. If I I'm not sure I always apply it um, the way that I should, but I intellectually understand. I can't trust that day to day stoicism um, just because everything went swimmingly um, during a play session uh, on Tuesday doesn't mean that on Wednesday everything is cool. Like if I've if I've pushed her boundaries on a Tuesday right. night, then on Wednesday I need to be you know overly not overly, but more attentive than usual, uh more loving than usual, more uh communicative of my appreciation than usual because that's what she needs. And I can't rely on the fact that she got up and went to work and came home and did her workout and, you know, and did everything in a normal fashion um, because I now recognize exactly how stoic she is. Mm -hmm. And so it's incumbent on me to 
to not expect. I've already expected a whole bunch of her, right, the night before. I've already expected her to push her boundaries. I'm not pushing my boundaries. She's pushing her boundaries. It's unfair of me to expect to, to put the onus on her the next day to communicate, hey, I need more reassurance. I need more, you know, fill in blank here. Right. That, it's, that's my job because she did the work. My work afterward is to make sure that she understands that she's as loved and as valued and as much as an equal partner today as she was uh, before we played the night before. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to want to your partner to continue playing that way, then I think that has to be recognized. And I think that like, it's just kind of like, you know, every great novel or every great mystery um, story is predicated on lack of communication and assumptions like you know and so like like with the dramatic irony and your and you know the audience knows what a mr a is thinking or what mrs c is thinking but like the two don't know what each other's thinking and the, and they're and they're always thinking different things and i think that and you know like, well, I, well i assume she thinks this or he thinks that and i think that that's where wires get crossed um, because Mr. A is thinking like, that was great. We had so much fun. She came hard. Um, everything's great. And I'm thinking, well, you know, when he came to bed, he didn't place his hand on my butt like he usually does. So does he not want to touch me now that like this has happened and he's feeling kind of weird about it? And it's like my brain, just like, even though like rationally, like I know one thing and like I also have confidence that like Mr. A loves me and is going to continue to love me. And that's obviously he loves like his, his idea, like half of what we do is like things that he came up with. It's like, I understand that intellectually, but the other part of my brain immediately jumps to something like, I don't even know, like it jumps, it jumps like from A to Z or A to at least, I don't even know you, you know, in terms of like, why isn't he putting his hand where he normally puts his hand on my body or worse yet? It'd be like, I think he left the bed at three and I woke up at seven and he's not in bed with me. Like, where is he? Does he not want to be in my bed? Um, rather than just thinking, you know, well, he often gets up cause he has insomnia and whatever, but you know, like if it's after a play session, then even, even though intellectually I know not to be thinking these things, I'm still thinking these things. And once I do think these things, the brain just goes off on its own and, and all of a sudden like this part of me becomes less and less secure in my thoughts. And I think the security is, is the key component because what has happened in a, in a play session where, um, where, where I've, I've asked her to push on her boundaries or, or we're at the, the end of where I know her boundaries are is that she has made herself extremely vulnerable she's extremely open um and and so when you when you have exposed that level of that depth that that level of vulnerability somebody has to put their arms around you and say it's okay yeah right and so um, and I don't mean that literally, although probably literally too, but, <laughs> right. but, but certainly figuratively, um, if someone has made themselves vulnerable to you on the, the deepest levels, the most intimate levels, um, then 
you can't just be like, oh, okay, great. Anyway, see you tomorrow. <laughs> um, because that you just leave them hanging and you, and that's not, um, that's not how you want to approach vulnerability with, with a partner mm-hmm. that you, that you love and that you want, that you want to keep. So, <laughs> um, so aftercare in that regard is, is incredibly important. Um, because what you're really doing is you're shoring up, you're reassuring this person who has shown you their, their deepest, darkest, most intimate, vulnerable self. And, um, and it's, 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 it's incumbent on you as a Dom to, um, to demonstrate how much that means to you, how much you value that, how much, and, and how secure, mm-hmm. um, they are, uh, that, that you're going to still, um, take care of them and value them, even though you've now seen this incredibly vulnerable, intimate part of them. That's what aftercare is. Right. And it comes down to communication. I mean, yeah, but in, in both ways, I mean, it, it, it's just amazing. Like, it's like the, one of the last times we played, we, you know, we're, we're part of why it's fresh in our, in our heads is because we had this little moment of miscommunication. Um, and he attributed it to the aftercare because as, uh, as the, as the sub in the relationship, it's not like I recognize, like, this is what I'm lacking. Like, oh, no, I didn't get some sort of aftercare. But, like, the for example, like, the last time that we played, I wouldn't have necessarily considered it to be, like, I don't know, over the top, like, hard on me or challenging. I mean, maybe, but I, I did not wake up thinking that. Um, but uh, I woke up feeling really good about, like, our, our session from the other night. And so, um, but, but Mr. A had ended up on the couch at some point in the evening because of whatever, um, like I said, he often has insomnia. And so, um, when he came upstairs, I made a joke about wanting to have like morning sex. Like you're not in bed with me to have morning sex. Like what I meant was I want you in bed so we can have morning sex. Like you should come. So the first mistake there is me not being um, very as direct in my language of like, this is what I want. Um, and he was like, Oh yeah, that's too bad. And then he just like walked off like, well, like that's <laughs> happening. And so for, so knowing Mr. A as being a highly sexual being and would not pass up morning sex, then, then my brain started going towards why wouldn't he want to have sex with me this morning? And so as my morning went on and we started doing other things about our day and he's in a really happy mood, like my mood started like going downhill because I started like coming up with all these, I don't know, ideas about why he wasn't interested and um, eventually confronted him about it, which there was really nothing to confront, but my brain there was because I felt that as a rejection. Um, And, and so, yeah. So I, who never like, don't cry during the last of us. Like I'm all teary eyed. Like, why didn't you want to have sex with me this morning? Yeah, I was like, wait, I had an opportunity to have sex with you this morning. <laughs> I, damn it. <laughs> you know, because it, the way that she expressed it to me 
um, I took as, oh, darn, like we've missed out on this opportunity because you weren't in bed because, you know, because I, I wasn't sleeping. And I wasn't, I didn't think anything about it. It was like, yeah, shit, that sucks. Like I'm, I'm tired because I didn't sleep. And I mean, it was like, oh man, I mean, that's a bummer. I would have loved to have the morning sex with you, you know, but she took it as like, I don't want to have morning sex with you. And it was like, uh, and so when we had, when we finally had this, you know, air clearing conversation, it was like, oh man, one, I should have done a better job um, being attentive to the fact that she'd be sensitive this morning. This is not, this is not a way that she would have reacted any other right. time. Well, I, so he has an office and I thought, and I heard like one of the times I walked by or I saw him on his phone or something, but anyway, I got the idea that he was, cause he had um, taped some of what we did the night before. And so I could tell he was going over that. And so in my head, I was thinking like he skipped wanting to have sex with me so that he could go through and watch, you know, and, and look at like what we had done the night before, like that somehow was more important than like me in the moment that <laughs> she, she, she was like, are you, did you watch what we did last night? And I was like, yeah, it was hot. <laughs> so I thought he had masturbated and she to was that. Like, did you get off? And I was like, no, <laughs> you, you know, and therefore but, didn't want to have sex with me. So but, I felt rejected. Right. And so this is, but this is a classic case of what happens when, you aren't attentive to the fact that, you know, the person's um, going to be vulnerable. That she's vulnerable, right. and so she's she's looking for something from 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 you as a dom, right? Um, because again, she would not. We could have had that same conversation a hundred times, and no, at no other time would well, that have been say, the reaction. Yeah. And, and right? also, at other times, I would have been like, "Come." Fuck me, please. Right. <laughs> so it really is like a different dynamic. Like when you are feeling vulnerable, you don't know you're feeling vulnerable. So you can't stop yourself. I mean, it's like, I mean, awareness, I guess, is a, is a thing to try and look at. But it wasn't like when I woke up that morning, I immediately was trying to analyze where was he and, you know, what's going on. And instead of just, yeah, in, in any other moment, I would have said, I'm, I'm feeling hot come to bed from last night can you please come here and fuck me i mean i've i've said that on numerous occasions or morning sex question mark like yes let's do it so you know my language was different and so then his response is different and um because again i'm not recognizing my own vulnerability in the moment until all of a sudden i'm 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 teary-eyed asking him if he masturbated to our our sex the night before because i'm feeling hurt about it even though he hadn't. Um, yeah. It's just like this whole uh, silly miscommunication because of the vulnerableness of what we had done though. Right. And so, so that was, it, it was incumbent on me to recognize. He's accepting the blame, which is sweet. <laughs> if, if you're a Dom and you're listening, it is incumbent <laughs> on you to recognize when your partner isn't, responding and behaving in the ways that they ordinarily do because of what it means is they might be feeling vulnerable right. or um, they're feeling that you, you know, you left them hanging. Like they were right. vulnerable with you 
and you didn't give them the reassurance they were looking for to let them know that they are loved and valued and safe. Uh, and instead, you, they're, they're looking for something from you that you didn't provide. And if, and if you don't recognize that, you end up with bizarre uh, conversations <laughs> about whether you jerked off to the video you made last night. Well, so, and you just can't absolutely make assumptions. I think that's one big thing is that you cannot make assumptions and you cannot trust that your partner is going to just tell you what she needs because she might not even know. So yeah, there's, you, you carry a burden there. I mean, you carry yeah. the weight of like responsibility of making this happen. And if you want to continue with that Dom sub relationship, you have to, you have responsibility there to, to, to do the aftercare. Right. And, and this is, this is why, uh, e even if you're not doing impact play, even if you're not doing bondage, even if you're not doing, you know, the, the things that are obviously BDSM stuff. If you're engaging in play that pushes their boundaries, it doesn't even have to be a Dom sub stuff, even if you're, but if you and your partner are engaging in, um, in, in activity that pushes one of your boundaries, aftercare may be required. This is, we've talked about it in Dom sub stuff. I learned about it in BDSM mm -hmm. stuff. But in reality, this is just couple stuff uh, because right. because yeah. if you're pushing your boundaries in any way, whether you're in a Tom sub relationship, whether you're not, whether it's just, hey, you've agreed to do this well, one thing that she didn't she's not really wanted to do for a while or that she feels very vulnerable or that he feels very vulnerable doing once that vulnerability is there aftercare is 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 important so that you can reassure the partner that exposed themselves um, that uh, that that was that it was meaningful that it was uh, that it was okay that you still love them that um, you know nothing is nothing is diminished about them or your relationship you know that, and so that actually you know happened a few times before ever before our Dom subplay where when we were just playing i guess <laughs> <laughs> but but you know we had like one of our first i won't like say where we went but you know we'd gone away for the weekend and he had asked me to wear something that i normally wouldn't wear um in public and um which i did but it's not something that I was at all comfortable wearing and then he ended up getting into a conversation with some people at this bar that that evening and and you know and totally like I don't never even acknowledged or it was the rest of the evening that I was making myself in a vulnerable position for him. And then like the, like the outfit that I had on ended up being like a non, non part of the evening. But for me, it was a huge part of the evening. So then by the next morning, I was really pissed off at him that because the only reason I wore it was for him and to make it, acknowledged as a thing that evening you know i mean like that's like i'm i'm really going out there for you by doing this and then he's forgotten about it five minutes out the hotel door and for me i'm just like oh jesus christ why why am i wearing this if like <laughs> i'm want to go back to the hall, hotel room now and change because this is stupid but so we she, she really felt like she was out on a limb yeah <laughs> and looking back i remember this very vividly <laughs> And and what I can say now is <laughs> what we what we have done since then, and I look back at how how out on a limb she felt at that moment yeah. is 
Hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's it's laughable because it, it is funny. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty. We've grown so much in years, but, <laughs> but but the point though is that like we also but but I am somebody that's like, you know, once bitten, twice shy. Well like I'm like once bitten and then like five times shy. Like, no, fuck that. I and we did that once and what happened and never again. So uh <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of lucky in, in that sense that I didn't just like, I will never do anything out of the ordinary again because this one time. <laughs> At band camp. <laughs> At band camp. <laughs> you asked me to do this and this is so, but, um, but I am, I mean, I get very like, no, like that didn't go my way. And, um, and so if you want something to go your way or you want your partner to like continue doing something, then you have to remember that it was asked of them, you know, that, that like what, why are you making this a game or a thing or a dare? And then, you know, that you have to constantly be aware of what you're asking of that partner and what that, and, and why that partner is agreeing to do it for you. Cause I think that's the other part. Like he got his kicks, but he didn't understand my motivation for doing it and what I thought I was going to get from it. That's where the communication breakdown was. I think for that, in that moment, I was, I was expecting a return on the deal. And he was just thought it was funny, just like the, I don't know, exiting and like entering the bar that way. I, I honestly don't remember my motivations because <laughs> it was it was a long time ago. But it, it was sort of a rough weekend, weekend for us all the way around. But <laughs> Definitely was. Um, we persevered. We persevered. Um, so the the point is, yeah, I mean. Whether you're in a dom sub relationship, whether you're in a BDSM relationship, whether you're in a um, any of those kinds of of uh, relationships where you have a, a power dynamic, aftercare is is vital. But I think it's also vital even if you don't, because yeah. you just have, um, and it's really just about being emotionally available to your partner. And making sure that they know that you are available if you have done something that um, that goes above and beyond what you ordinarily do. Um, if it tests their limits, if it pushes their boundaries, if it's something that you've asked them to do for the first time and they were like, you know, leery about it, but they did it anyway. Um, everybody wants praise. Everybody wants praise. Yeah. Everybody wants, and, and everybody wants to know that they, that they want yeah. it, that they're loved. Yeah. Right. And, and acceptance. Um, and, and yeah. once they've done something in particular, that is, um, that is, that, that makes them vulnerable to you. Um, it is incumbent on you to validate that and to validate them and, um, make sure that that, um, that vulnerability is is cherished, and that's that's aftercare. Yeah, aftercare. All right, is that all we got? Yeah, no, we're we're good. Have we uh, uh, we have cured all of the <laughs> all of the ills of we people. Are the with... armchair psychologists coming at you with um, the psychology of uh, dom sub play and what you should do to. If you and if you did not like this armchair counseling, I'll give you all your money back right. for this podcast. Um, but in all seriousness, if you want to reach out to us about um, aftercare or anything else, if you have suggestions for the show, 
Uh, you can reach us at admin at annieandmrray.com. Um, we're available uh, in the DMs of Instagram, which is Annie and Mr. A. Uh, Facebook is Annie Goodman. Um, if you like what we're doing and you want to support the pod, you can buy us a coffee. There should be a link in the description. Uh, Venmo is at Annie and Mr. A. And, you know, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a five-star review. If uh, you listen to this and you give us something less than that, just just don't. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And we have not gotten any negative press. So no, we haven't. We haven't. But, um, we've got all the love. We, we, we've really appreciated all yeah. that, too. We get a lot of kind words uh, from you guys, and we, we really do appreciate that. And if, if you've reached out to me or us over the socials, hopefully I've responded to you in a way that um that you appreciate because we we definitely like hearing from you guys so uh but with that we're out we'll we're see out. you next time see you guys